Hi, Attorney G. Since we have been unable to get back to you as many times as we thought we could because of everything that's going on in everybody's lives and oh, the weather and everything else, um, I decided that I better get the predictions for next year out soon so that you have them prior to the new year, which is coming upon us very quickly. It's a very important year, isn't it, 2010? Uh, just the 2010 itself is a three. That's a, that's a very important numerological date. And then you can pick any day within that year and add things together, and we have a lot of transformation going on. It's the trilogy, it's the trinity, it's the, it's the, um, it's everything through, it's 2010. It's a very important year. It, it, of course, leads up to 2011, which is a culminating year, which I've been talking about for, for a few years already. Um, but we're going to see a continued progression through 2010 of transformation and changes that are not necessarily good, um, but that we are dealing with and have been dealing with, especially for the last uh, 12 months or so. Know that December 31st, a lot of things happen. The uh, Patriot Act goes away December 31st and was not reestablished or extended by Congress. What else happens is something called Codex Alimentarius, which is this law regarding all of your vitamins and supplements and herbs and essential oils and anything that the government now wants to regulate and or take away from you. We're not exactly sure how much energy or funding is going to go into this, but we're pretty sure that it's, it's, it, it'll be heavy because they want control. And too many people are following the holistic or alternative health way of living because why do you want to be sick and why do you want to pay for that? Um, so they are buying their vitamins or taking their minerals or, or um, supplementing their everything that they need to supplement because they know they're not getting it from the food and the water. And using essential oils, which um, are biblical in nature and do heal things that, that doctors just can't figure out because they go to a cellular level. And all of these things are going to be regulated by codex, which could be rough. Um, just like everything else the government is trying to be in control of, they want to decide how much vitamin C you should have a day, for instance. So if you know that you need 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day because of your stress levels or the acidity of your water or how you eat <clears throat> or <clears throat> the present state of your immune system, whatever it is, and they think that you only need 250 milligrams of vitamin C, you won't be able to purchase more than a certain amount of milligrams according to what they say. Now, how they're going to regulate all this, I have no idea. Although I do know that eventually, I don't know if it's going to happen in 2010 or not, but it's going to happen soon. We won't have dollar bills anymore. Everything will be done off of a card. So they'll know exactly how much gas you buy, how many vitamins you buy, if you buy cigarettes or beer or wine or liquor, how, what kind of clothes you buy, where you buy them. Um, this is total government control that they, they would like to have. And I'm sure that then they will know exactly how much vitamin C you bought at the health food store or how much <clears throat> vitamin C the health food store sold, which they're also going to regulate. So, And it's not just vitamin C. I'm just using that as an example. But that um, starts at midnight on December 31st. So look for in 2010 a lot of legislation behind closed doors and, and in the dark of night to change 
how much control you have over your health. Now, we tried to get people to fight this two years ago when all this was going through Congress, and nobody took it. They, they, pe- people just don't understand. They don't know how to think outside the box and think the unthinkable, that, yes, our government wants to be in control. It is a fascist dictatorship, and it wants to do this. This is the definition of fascism. It is done via the Marxist-Leninist ideology of doing things, where the government will control everything you eat, see, feel, think, whatever. So Codex Elementarius is, is one of the first things, along with the Patriot, Patriot Act going away. Now, a lot of people didn't like the Patriot Act because they said they could listen in on phone conversations and Big Brother was watching. Well, you know what? Even when that went through back um 2002, I guess, right after 9-11, I said to people, what difference does it make? I don't care who listens to my... I don't have anything to hide. So if the government can find some of these Yemeni people talking on the phone or via the Internet, let them do it. I have nothing to hide. didn't bother me. Well, they... You know, I don't know how they're going to change this now. If they Now that that goes away, I'm sure they'll have something else where they can, they can do what they think they want to do. Although our government apparently doesn't believe that we have a terrorist problem. We have rogues and, you know, independent mercenary people who are crazy. We don't have Al-Qaeda or Hamas or Hezbollah. Um, we don't have Iran or Yemen or or um, anybody out there who hates us and is trying to kill us and blow up planes. They, they're just crazy people. We don't have um, jihadists in the military who want to massacre our soldiers. We don't have any of that. They're just, you know, these, these little independent little crazy people who do things. They aren't part of any kind of movement or ideology or belief system. Well, let me give you another warning. The UK Muslims are growing in numbers by the millions. And uh, many of them are from those countries, Yemen and Iran and uh, Pakistan and and Afghanistan, and they've they've moved into the UK and are actually taking over the population, and they believe that that's what they want to do throughout the world. The UK has allowed this because of their socialism. We're allowing it now because of our socialism. But the UK Muslims, I can probably put money on within the next 30 to 45 days, you will see some kind of terrorist attack either within Great Britain or within the United States that that happens on an airliner or through an airliner. They're going to do it again because they've studied how to do it and what we are soft on. They're going to do it. These are test runs to see how we follow and what we're going to follow up with. And you saw what Obama did. Okay, you heard what Napolitano said. Janet, um, first she said everything was working fine. Now she says it wasn't because they weren't doing behavioral things. Well, okay, so that's what they want to hear is how we're going to handle this. So if we're going to handle it by looking at behaviors, then they'll make sure their behavior is in line so that they can get through. That's all. That's just, that's that simple. Um, another deadline that Obama put on Iran was that by the end of the year, they would comply with the nuclear um, demands that that only we or some of the other countries also have on them to stop their proliferation. And, of course, they just laughed at that, spit at it, really. And most experts believe they'll have a nuclear bomb capability by 2010 and be able to launch it by 2011. I think I think we're slow on that. I think that they're about ready before um, the end of spring to have a nuclear bomb, and by the middle of summer, 
um, we'll probably see Israel do what it has to do to protect itself from Iran. Now, while all of that is going on, with a very lax um, international president who just wants to sit down and talk and have tea, we also have these um, these things going on here. Now, we probably have stopped cap and tax for a while, because even the Democratic senators are afraid of that. Um, they know that they overstepped their bounds with the health care bill, which still isn't done, so don't stop fighting that one. That is not a health care bill. That is a, a government-controlled infrastructure bill. But they're going to be pushing that, you know, come two weeks from now. Um, but the Democratic senators who know that they've already lost their jobs because of the health care bill are really afraid of what's going to happen to them, so they're trying to stop the cap and tax, which they should. But that's not going to really change anything because the EPA is going to put more and more demands on everybody to do things that make no sense to anyone. Um, who knows what? I don't know. I mean, they... they they're going to start with corporations, but it'll eventually come down to us. What they what they ultimately want by the year 2011 is a a, a grid system, computerized grid system, that enables them to control how much air conditioning you use, how much heat you use, how long your showers are, uh, how long you bake things um, or cook things on the stove, uh, how much you drive, where you drive, how fast you drive all those kinds of things. And the EPA is going around Congress and is going to try to institute all kinds of legislation and power, which they are also trying to do like Harry Reid did, trying to put wording in there that stops anybody from repealing this after they're all thrown out of office. Um, at this point, we have an impeachable offense going on against Obama. Well, many of them actually, but what he did is he signed uh, an executive order allowing inter national police to be within the boundaries of the United States, which is treason. So we have people who are going to be pulling him into court if they can starting in January. So I think what you're also going to see um, sometime in the very near future is probably an assassination attempt on Obama that actually gets seen on television. Now, he gets a hundred or more threats a day, which is why the Secret Service are so exhausted. Um, but I think you're actually going to see somebody figure out how to, how to almost do it because the frustration levels, you see people killing their families and shooting their kids and trying to steal. There's a woman, um, we actually had one right here who came down Highway 90, high-speed chase from Florida. That's a two-hour high-speed chase, one of those things you see on television, who went into a consignment store of all places. That's the only place she probably knew, and asked for money and pretended she had a gun. They didn't give her any money. She left. She went to the gas station, filled up her car, and pulled away without paying. So that, that started a high-speed chase. All the way to Alabama with, you know, they threw the strips out to, to stop the car and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, this is a woman who, who has, you know, a couple of kids at home. She's been in the consignment shop before. She's out of money. She's out of work. She's out of hope. There's not going to be any good changes going on here. She got desperate. She pretended to have a gun. She didn't. So she really didn't threaten them with a gun. Um, and then needed gas because she needed to go figure out what she was going to do, and she, and she drove away, and now she's going to go to jail. Well, she's probably going to be better off there for the next six to ten months because she'll have three meals a day. But her kids, again, the kids are the ones who are going to suffer. A lot of natural disasters are also going to happen. Um, the blue whales are telling us this. They're, they're, they're uh, throwing themselves up on the beaches again. The blue whales are very close to us. 
as far as energy and frequency goes. And they try to give us messages. They will always give messages up in Alaska, in the Alaskan area. And the Indians up there will tell you that they've been talking about what's happening with the Earth. And it's not a global warming thing. It's that the Earth has to go through the same changes that we do because it picks up our energy. And you're going to just, you're going, you know, I don't know if you saw the pictures of the um, underwater volcanoes. That was a couple weeks ago they had it on the news. Um, just amazing pictures, way, way beneath the Earth's surface. I mean, the um, the uh, sea surface, way down the bottom of the ocean, um, these volcanoes that are spouting. Well, there's volcanoes all over the Earth, just like we have volcanoes within our bodies. And when we finally lose it, when we cross over that line of rationality and sanity and start throwing things or screaming or crying or get down on our knees and pray or whatever it is that we do when we cross that line, that's the same as a volcano or a uh, an eruption of energy. And we're going to see those, um, again, in strange places, not just in the sea or under the sea, but um, uh, you'll see, we've heard about a vo volcano last week, where was it, Thailand or wherever it was, I can't remember now, but um, you're going to see it here in the United States too, because the United States is the turtle's back, it is the center of the earth in many ways, as far as energy goes and, and the the finger of God that chose America uh, as a chosen place. And so we accept all these people from everywhere. We also accept all the energies from everywhere. And those energies are starting to collide in full force. <clears throat> we have a divided nation as it is. You will probably see armed uprising in California come the end of January. Um, or closer, maybe to the middle. I'm not sure. It depends on when they, they come out with the... Um, the announcement that California is bankrupt. Um, what that means is not just that, oh, well, poor California is bankrupt. They're already handing out IOUs. What they are now going to tell people in January is you're not getting paid. So all of the California county civil workers, etc., will not be getting any money. That's hundreds of thousands of people. Um, so you'll probably see a lot of uprising there. And within weeks after that, New York is going to announce the same thing because New York is broke. There are several states that are following in line. And there's no money because Obama's just printing it and giving it away. And that's their, that was the whole idea. You collapse the economy so that everybody's dependent on the government. And, uh, you know, when things get really, really bad, you're going to want to, you're going to want to go to your government and say, help me. And then they'll say, okay, we'll give you food stamps and we'll give you, um, you know, a small shack to live in and we'll take your house. Um, in the meantime, they're giving unlimited funds to Fannie and Freddie, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the ones who collapsed our economy in the first place, so that they can go out there and do their thing again. I mean, this is such, such a coup that is so obvious, and they're not even trying to hide anything anymore. But So you're going to see a lot of things happen that probably will, will get bloody eventually. Whether that happens the, but before the end of 2010, I don't know. If you have people who can no longer take care of their own health, because the government has stopped them from buying vitamins or clean water or good food, um, who can't afford to, to go to a doctor and wouldn't anyway, but even if they, they, they could go or wouldn't wanted to go, they couldn't, um, who are out of work and have been out of work for some time, who now lose their benefits, um, can't afford to drive anywhere because of gas prices, can't afford to buy food because of food prices, 
you're going to have a lot of upset people, which is much worse than a depression. If, go back and watch The Grapes of Wrath. There's a lot of movies you need to be watching and books you need to be reading that aren't just political or on the bestseller list. You need to watch The Grapes of Wrath and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And then watch this other movie that came out in the 80s, I, I think, 80-something. Um, it's called Reds. It's uh, Warren Beatty and Diane Keaton. It's a very long movie. It's about four hours long. But what it depicts is Jack Reed, who... Um, wrote the book 10 Days That Shook the World, which was about the Russian Revolution and how he believed he was an American and how he believed that all of these things could happen in America and, of course, got stuck in Russia and is buried there. He was never he never left Russia. He wanted to, but he died there. And his wife was brought up before Congress and, and um, challenged because of his affiliation with communists and and they kept challenging her and, and they finally said, Well why do you you know, do you think this could happen here? And she said, No. You know, socialism and communism will never work in the United States. That's not what the United States is built on. Well, a lot of those radicals from the 60s and 70s never learned that. They thought that it could work here, and that's what they're trying to make work here. And um, as has happened in many other countries, it's, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a very bumpy road this year. If you look at France and, and England, um, their socialized economies and and the Muslim, jihadist Muslim, the fanatic influence that's going on in their countries, the overthrow, really, of their countries by, by uh, Muslim jihadists, um, it's coming to America, and, and you have to be prepared for that. And that doesn't mean get scared. I have a friend on Facebook that listens to my podcast who said that, you know, she was listening one night, and she, she commented on one of my links and said that she was listening to the podcast, and now she was depressed and scared. And I wrote back and said, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but we have to be vigilant. We have to be awake. We have to be aware, and we have to take action. You can't just go off on your social networks or go to work every day if you have a job and bitch about things. Come home and worry about it. Stay up at night, you know, worrying about it. You have to say, what kind of action am I capable of taking? And then step one step beyond that. Because we have to go out of our comfort zone. It's not easy to march to Washington. It's not easy to line up behind, you know, 500,000 other people and say, we're not going to take it anymore. But sometimes to save freedom, you have to do the not easy thing because freedom is not free. It never has been. And somebody else can't fight it for you. Um, yeah, there were not that many who fought in the original, the beginning of the revolution. There were many who wanted to stay under the thumb of the British government and because it was safer there. It felt safe. Well, it wasn't safe. They were enslaved. And there were a lot of slaves, you know, during the Civil War who didn't want slavery to be abolished because at least they knew where they lived. They knew their place. They knew who their masters were. They knew where they sharecropped or whatever, and they wanted to stay there because it felt safe. Well, it doesn't feel safe to me. No amount of slavery or enslavement by my government feels safe to me because I'm an American. I was born an American, I've lived as an American, and I will die as an American. And if that means I have to fight my way through um, the, the cops coming to the house to take away my vitamins, I will fight. If they try to inoculate me, I will fight. If they try to institute a civilian force to fire on us, all of the Oath Keepers who were past or present 
um, military and sheriffs and police who have signed the oath not to fire on their own citizens will stand up front and make sure that they don't fire on their citizens. What's happening in Iran right now is a revolution and nobody's paying attention. The people are on the streets every day and they're dying. They're getting shot. But when those soldiers stop firing on their own citizens, when they realize that these are their brothers and sisters that they're firing on, the revolution's over and the government the terrible, tyrannical government that is there will be gone. It is a moment in history that is happening before our eyes, and the Iranian media is keeping it from us, and so is our media keeping it from us. They're not depicting it as the revolution that it is. Obama gets up and says he stands with the people who are fighting for justice. and not justice. They're fighting to overthrow the government. This is us six months from now, or ten months from now, in the streets, probably getting shot at and being bloodied and not quitting. This is the same thing that's going to happen here. And maybe we need to take those lessons. They're not quitting. This has been going on for six months already. They haven't quit. They're in the streets all the time. And it's not just because of the fraudulent presidency, the same kind we have, the one that was stolen and, and you know, with ACORN and all that crap. It's not just that. It's that they're instituting all of these programs, the same as Chavez is doing, so the people there are going to do the same thing. There will be massive revolution before the end of 2010 in many countries, probably including our own. Whether it succeeds or finishes in 2010, I don't know. I doubt it. I think it has to go to 2011, um, just because of the way the universe has to align. There has to be a lot of ups and downs where people think they've won and then they find out they didn't, where the government thinks they've won and they find out they didn't. Um, it's a yin and yang, up and down, in and out, black and white kind of thing that has to happen. Eventually, it's going to depend on the amount of faith and truth that is instilled throughout this revolution. If we live by truth and we keep our faith and, and faith is our sword, um, we bring God back into America. America will then be the beacon of freedom and hope again, and it will help other countries to come back to justice and democracy, um, hopefully peaceful democracy. In the Middle East, I doubt it. They're always going to fight each other and hate us. That's just the way it is. No amount of tea drinking or talking is going to change that. They have this ideology, this headset, this belief that anybody who isn't them needs to be dead. And we need to know that. And we need to envelop that and say, no, you're not going to do it. We're not going to let you spread all over the world. We're going to stop you. We're going to take decisive action to do that. And we'll do it if we have to do it all by ourselves, if we have to surround Iran to begin with and then surround Yemen and get rid of all this stuff or just stop them. But we're not going to let it happen. Um, so you'll see natural disasters actually peaking and going almost in concert with our own disasters, the ones that we're creating and the ones we're trying to avoid. Are you ready? Please be ready. Don't look at it negatively. Look at it as a time of joy and a time of power and empower yourselves and each other to, to put your feet, plant your feet on the ground that is yours, that is your country's. Stand tall. Be brave. You have nothing to lose anymore. If you don't, you will lose everything, the most important thing being your freedom, which encompasses all that you are as an American. We'll help you. And just keep listening. I know I'm not here as much as I should be or, or say I will be, so I'm not going to make any more promises because just, there's just too many people and things that get in the way. Um, but but try to keep listening. And when, you, when I'm not here, listen to the old ones. You know, if you, when you get these links... If you click, if you click on the picture, once you get the link, you'll go to the full page of podcasts. There's 120 podcasts there. 
Now, some of them have to do with specific dates. Some of them, some of them have to do with specific ailments or illnesses. Um, there's one that's talking to God. Listen to that one. There's one about abortion, guns, and stress, and health care. Listen to that one. There's one about being an American or my country's dying or your holistic health connection or what animals have to say. Listen to those. If I'm not here that week or that day that you need to hear it, then listen to a different one and then pass it on. Share it with your friends. Go to earthwalk-usa.com and click on that one. Click on the books. Click on the links there. Share that link. Bookmark it. Send it to Facebook. Send it to Twitter. Send it to wherever you have to. Because if you don't get the word out, and if people don't start paying attention more than they are now, I mean, we've done well. I'm very proud of the Tea Party movement, if that's what you want to call it. We have 15 million plus. I'm sure that means 30 or 45 million. We're going to go stronger than that. But we have to keep sharing and keep spreading the word. Don't be afraid. And if somebody says, I don't like you anymore because of that, that's okay. You know, half the people who hated me because I kept doing this and, and stopped listening to me and said I won't be your friend anymore are back. They're back. They'll come back. Just like you come back to God. You know, you get mad at God because he thinks he's not doing anything for you. <laughs> and uh, because he's not answering you the way he's supposed to. And then suddenly your life changes a little more. Or you start realizing what the truth is and you come back. And you And they do. They'll come back. And the ones who don't come back, they were lost to begin with. So don't worry about them. Don't be afraid. Keep listening. Know that there's a lot of changes happening. Watch the blue whales. <clears throat> Watch the animals. Um, pay a lot of attention to what's happening with with the uh, the Muslims in the UK and Great Britain and London and um, and in, in uh, France and watch what's going on with them and in Bran because they are telling us they're giving us the signals of what's going to happen here and we don't have a president or an administration that gives a damn about that so it has to be us just like that Swedish guy jumped on the on that guy in the plane why Detroit I don't know maybe they heard somewhere that Detroit you know that Obama owns the car factories in Detroit so that's where you're going to blow up the plane I could pick some other places where that was supposed to happen but twice they were going to Detroit but that guy the passenger actually jumped on him it wasn't you know anybody from the um, the crew that stopped this guy. It was a passenger, a Swedish passenger, a Danish passenger, whatever, who jumped over three seats and jumped on him. We have to be aware of that and be able to do that without thinking. It's like, okay, somebody's got something burning on his pants and it's probably a bomb. I'm going to jump him. I'm not going to wait and see who takes charge, who takes care of me. It's time for you to take care of you and to take care of each other. And we're going to help you do that. Just keep listening. Promise me. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Stand up, be courageous, fight for freedom, know that you're an American, know that your kids are going to grow up to be Americans in a good country, help them do that. This is Raina G. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. God bless.